0: Right, now, let's start out hot.
1: Yeah, did you still want to tell me about your gay book?
0: My gay book? No, uh, she, she, it's no, not it's a gay not book. Gay. Okay. Yeah, the shipping news is not a gay book. No. But it's, she wrote
1: the book that Brokeback Mountain was based on.
0: She wrote the story that was included in uh, one of her collections called At Close Range, oh, okay. or maybe it was, or Close Range is the name of her. I was kind of hoping it.
1: it was just a chick who loved writing about gay men. No, no, that's just that's her a great one move. Yeah.
0: One, she wrote one story about gay men. Okay,
1: that's a midst,
0: shame. Of, but she writes. Really well about sad, lumpy, um, simple thinking, passionate, loving, but like, you know, Are too you... like uh, addicted to bad attachment type of dudes. So you're dudes. Relating, Yeah. What you're saying. I was like, oh, that's me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: you found your ghostwriter for your memoir. <laughs> uh,
0: but but it, my personality type, like, uh, totally unsure of himself, no confidence, like, no, no, uh, Totally afraid to ask for help or. Yeah. or uh,
1: Are you ever planning on getting better at that? Huh?
0: I don't or is know. Kind of your thing. I, I mean, I see flaws in myself, but I. I I feel like the way to get better is to identify them. Yeah. And maybe like that.
1: I think if you identify them, then part of the problem is that then you can wind up identifying as them. Uh-huh. And so instead of the narrative being like, this is who I am, it's like, well, this is th- these are things I have struggled with, but am working on. That's a good point. You know what I mean? Because otherwise we're reinforcing to ourselves that you are this type of person and you wind up playing that out over and over again.
0: Oh my. The, the mood is right, the vibes are hot, the feeling is mutual, the family is okay, life is on track syphilis is treated only fans is outlawed no more sex on only fans no more sex on the internet someday abortion rights curtailed you know some some states uh, pretty much uh, personal freedoms are growing and um freedom of money freedom of wealth is expanding people are happy the country's on the on i mean i'm i'm never looking back life begins at 40 yep yep things are real good i don't know i've been listening to a lot of tuesday missy elliot fantasia Moneybag, yo. Thai Dollar Sign. Swally. Post Malone. All that type of stuff. Future Drake. Yeah. Not supposed to listen to that. Not supposed to listen to that. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't I, yeah, you're not supposed to listen to that. Um, this This podcast is full of jokes and humor and sadness and real acceptance and love Uh uh-huh ariel isaac norman my guest on the podcast has a great podcast called gender fluids with ava smart the two of them have an ongoing Rapport, best friendship. I don't know. Are they best friends? Yeah, they just seem like pretty good friends. I don't know. I don't know. I want a friend like that. But Ava uh, Smart is uh, very hilarious. Uh, kind of caustic. Kind of just... You know what? If, if I don't like you, I'm through. And I don't have time to revise my judgment. I think I think I get that sense from her. It's like... She's like... If you... If you if, you know if she doesn't need to uh cultivate a deep friendship with you and you do something that uh, slightly pisses her off or annoys her in the way that a bad pun would annoy just okay yeah unfollow unfriend doesn't matter i can move on i have to have everybody like me i i need i need total acceptance and i want to be just universally loved. And, and any insult from any source just breaks me down and makes me sad. I can't handle it. Any rejection makes me fucked up for a day or two. I wish I had a little more confidence. A little... Because I, I can't let like anyone's single bad opinion of me determine my self-image and my source of pride yeah it's just just have a little more fun yeah i i maybe that's what maybe that's what people see me that they don't like i don't know it's always a mystery it's always a mystery knowing because because it all changes maybe the thing they don't like you for is the thing they 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 like you for best on the next day i don't know i don't know what people like me for don't like me for sometimes people like me like, people like me. I'm like John Candy and planes, trains, and automobiles, you know? He's like, my wife likes me. Astrodome, Maxo Cream, featuring the Sauce Twins. A little Houston, um. Houston Pride, everybody. Maxo Cream.
1: Break a bitch. Sucking dick. Pimping shit.
0: I'm not going to say that word.
1: Sling that coke. Deep throat.
0: Suck dick for hot Cheetos.
1: Whoa.
0: Suck dick for the Cheetos. Hairland freaks. <laughs>
1: bitch in a swat.
0: Single-edged twat. What? Bitch in the closet. Oh. I mean, maybe, maybe I shouldn't, uh, shouldn't listen to this bitch music, you know? Stop bitching. Stop saying bitch, bitch, bitch. You know? Such a little ho, such a little bitch, such a little bitch, such a little fucking man throat. And I, 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 I love you. I fear for you. I go to war for you. Throat baby. I like that throat baby song. It's a better song about my bitch. So. Um, I don't know. It's Maxo Cream. It's just, it's just the mood is a little bit aggressive. It's kind of like, I don't know. I don't want to fuck while I'm feeling bad. I wanna hear about some guy who fucks people and makes them feel bad. Robin on them titties! Agh! I don't know, it's not sexy. Agh! Just fucking calm. Down. Splat. Yeah, you have to splat on each other? I mean I hit a
1: Yep, sell that twat.
0: Alright. Well maybe that's maybe that's a, that's a bad Ariel Norman's the guest. Ariel Isaac Norman is the guest, and uh, she's real great. And uh, it's a fun episode. I had a bad show yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, I was Sorry. I was bad. You ever you ever you ever feel that way? Yeah, yeah, sure. Because <laughs>
1: even sometimes, if the audience seems to be having a good time, sometimes I still feel bad. Oh. You know, because it's like it's just like I'm not having fun. I'm not in an int- You know, I'm not. Like yeah, some, you know. I was
0: judging the pun off contest. Oh, oh yeah and I had such fun doing it two years ago as a yeah, judge. Me too. And then I and and I I made it to like third place at one time when you were a judge. Oh yeah. And
1: um did I vote against or for you? I don't remember. <laughs> okay. It doesn't
0: matter, but <laughs> uh, under the bridge. I voted for whatever <laughs> the
1: best joke was, whatever happened. But
0: uh the, um I I was I used to go out with Aaron Michaels mm-hmm. and he was in it and he's the big flamboyant like gayest man in the world got it do you remember him from the last pun off uh, kind of the super
1: i mean i remember yeah
0: super gay
1: i mean i have at least something in my mind but it might just be a complete stereotype yeah. of just a gay high man. voice i mean i even big, if big i don't know who he voice. is yeah i can still imagine yeah
0: yeah um he's uh he made it to like the third round and i was the uh judge for the uh second and third rounds uh-huh and uh you know, the second round, I was a little mean to him.
1: <laughs> I yeah. I picked
0: on him. I said, Is, and then, but like it was, it went over well. Mm-hmm. And then in the third round, he did this, he did this one joke where he said like, uh, um, he, are you, as a gay man, everybody's worried about him like engaging in risky behavior, but like, I don't even like sex. I'm more into whiskey behavior. And then he like downed a whole like, oh. like bottle of whiskey or well, bottle- you know, what, what looked like whiskey, but it was like, oh, okay. and it was like, I don't know. And I, as a judge, was like, well, you know, that's why I broke up with you two years ago was because uh-huh. of your drinking. Uh-huh. And I thought that would be like, you know, uh-huh. I can't vote for that. Yeah. Even though, you know, I love you or I yeah. used to. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I still love the guy. He's a, he's a you know, but uh, I... I I went too mean. Too
1: mean, and yeah. the audience
0: was like, "Whoa, Whoa. They're, they're working out like because, dating issues." Yeah,
1: I think you meant here. it to be funny and light, and then you yeah. accidentally there was a little bit too much too much real in there. Yeah. and they it's so wild that audiences can pick up on that—the tiniest little change in, like even the glint in your eyes—and is the difference between a big laugh and you and it being awkward and you it feeling bad awkward. for days so yeah.
0: <laughs> <It was. laughs> i looked so you mean you gotta
1: stay above whatever's <laughs> happening and be in that light place yeah
0: oh i don't know so and then i hard. just i walked away from that just feeling like such doubt about my uh, abilities as a comedian yeah and but i mean sense of self and my story that I tell myself is probably wrong
1: It's like do you feel like you're getting better over time because it's like we see ourselves day to day and so every failure is such a you know but if yeah. then you think back and you're like well what this would have looked like two three, four years ago would be so different like what is now so disappointing to oh. me versus what you know what I mean? It's like you, yeah, I see my, unless you uh, are just plateauing. the one thing I
0: think I You're see is old. my, uh, yeah, my <laughs> journals are getting better. I think my drawings are getting better. Ah, I look at yeah. things from two years ago and at the pandemic, I spent a lot of time like
1: yeah. trying
0: to read books on how to draw. And like, you know, and so my, my sense of like drawing well all the time matches mm-hmm. my, my writing is, but like, I, I think yeah. like, uh, if I'm good, if I, if I draw well, then I write well. Yeah. And I've been drawing pretty well, and, uh, and so that makes me happy. But uh, I make different mistakes than I made three years ago. Right. And you don't know the mistakes that you're making right. until you
1: exactly live
0: through them. So I think but. we
1: can still still uh, tell ourselves the story that we're getting better, and you're just being hard on yourself, and you're just learning different mistakes. And you have to – I mean, they say, how long have you been doing stand-up?
0: It'll be – oh, it's nine years.
1: Nine years. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. You're, you're approaching that point. The, where like like i feel like the 10 year mark really is one of those things where you're like okay if you don't feel like you've got stuff pretty figured out by now you probably yeah. should quit yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no I, I mainly do you know, well I'm, no, like, I, I'm not afraid of any open mic or well here's but the this thing like two, it's like uh, you're
1: having fun and this is part of your life it sounds like you also have other things going on in your life and so this idea that you have to only be the stand-up like that's that the yeah. the you know maybe the idea we you get all, all, your have of it. And, all your
0: money from stand up all your money from
1: it and all your sense of like meaning and purpose and art- artistic and creative expression like you we don't have to be just one thing like a lot of us are kind of meant to be a little bit more well rounded and jack of all trades probably and like incorporating art and stand-up and, and it's like this is a community for you it's a way to make some money it's like fun it gives you a huge boost of t- testosterone probably um uh, dopamine whatever to do all this like we we've already kind of made it yeah yeah
0: I, I kill on stage maybe yeah. I fucking kill. And i'm pretty it's, good and then you yeah so yeah so, uh,
1: but, you, but still, every time you have any kind of uncomfortable set, yeah. or even one uncomfortable moment in a set, you still feel like, I'm a fraud, I'm not cut yeah, out for this. Yeah, that's what I was feeling like last night when I was... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But if you look around, it's like, you're probably one of the top, I don't know, you know, 500 comics in the... <laughs> that would be amazing is. to yeah.
0: be, uh, you know, one mm-hmm. of the we should 500 be. funniest yeah. people in the country. Could you imagine? Yeah. If imagine. you were named... Like, they've
1: named a lot of people to the top 100 that are not as funny as i am so Uh you know what i mean i already feel pretty good i feel
0: (laughs) feel like like i can compete and compare i no i i don't have that like uh, that that drive and ambition and the like cutthroat like like, like kind of uh i need to be a little better at like building a website and marketing myself and um you know doing what i've Done, like, in front of stages, like, having it on the internet so that I'm accessible and, like, bookable. Right. And uh, I've just never taken the time or had the money. Now I have a little more money, so I'm buying a camera.
1: Yeah, it's the money, but it's also, yeah, taking the time to, like, invest in getting the things set up that if you can set yourself up to get your systems, like, going automatically. You know what I mean? Like, we need to have internet sales. had a system sales. for booking shows
0: okay. months in advance.
1: Yes, and then in spreadsheets. And, like, um, I, someone just told me about how she has, like, she makes herself um, a Google slideshow that's just, like, every day of the month kind of what she's going to post on her social media things. So she does it once a month and creates the content so that then on each day she can just go and post it. And it's like, oh right, it would make more sense to focus. I mean, this is what professional social media people do. I guess you know, it makes more sense to like focus and get stuff done up front, and then not have to like. It winds up being an hour where you sit down with your phone and you're trying like, what am I going to do? And then you wind up doing seven other things on your phone, and then it takes you a while to create. The- you know what I mean? And that's why we don't do all that stuff. But if you just do it,
0: yeah, I admire anybody who has email lists and sends out like thousands of in- invitations to things from you mm-hmm. know. Like- You can start setting all that
1: stuff up, but it does. I know it's overwhelming every time I think about all that kind of stuff. And because I've been, you know, working on things like that piece by piece, but still it's like, there's so much to do. I'm so, you know, and I just had someone give me a lot of great advice recently about all of this. And now I have this whole like worksheet of stuff to do. And I'm glad she did because it is every time I even think about it, it's so overwhelming because you're like, I don't even know where to begin. Like, what do you start with of all the things you want to do? You know, but you should. I mean. You yeah. this podcast? And I got
0: time on my hands. You yeah, got I got a lot of... Like, What's
1: the point in being a, a porn DJ or whatever? <laughs> what, what is it? <laughs> Strip club DJ. If. <laughs> 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 porn dj would be kind of fun actually uh, you're at like a, a sex party and you're choosing like which porn to play next based on like the vibe and the people who are there at the uh, time and what they're doing you'd have
0: to know a lot about porn yeah but
1: some people do you know yeah. <laughs> there's definitely people who could be porn djs yeah.
0: you think porn is an art form that people just fall into like do you have like favorite porns that you're like oh that was a real magical scene that's no, the one that I, I don't... that I return to <laughs> again and again
1: no because i don't you know care as much about porn um being a a vagina person yeah
0: i do you know i like it
1: sometimes but it's like it's hard for me to find something that i do like but when i do find something that's like not that doesn't wind up turning me off and you know having some element of horrible acting or ugly person or whatever (laughs) you know you find something that does work. i do like save them so i maybe have two porn saved to like a note file i still barely ever look at them but i you know It's hard cuz I want a storyline. I want like the the storyline from softcore porn, but then with hardcore oh, porn. I don't care about the storyline. Well, yeah, cuz you're yeah. a penis person. Yeah,
0: so. <laughs> I I still look at the same porn star that like I was for, attracted to when I was like 14. That
1: sounds nice.
0: That like I, I'm like staring at his videos from the 90s where he's with women, but like I'm like I like the ones where he's with like two or three dudes. Yeah. And, Like where it's dicks everywhere. Have you have you but, kept uh, up
1: with like? Do you watch him as he gets older? Like you continue? Yeah, to watch it gets him? a little oh. sad. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I like the idea of someone like. I don't think
0: he's still doing it now. And I like uh, being yeah. kind of
1: in love with their porn person and like just staying yeah. with him or her as as they get older, you know. And they <laughs> just love when they're sixty something. They got their OnlyFans and they're like into that, you know. I don't know. That's really sweet. I've loved sweet. you for so long. Yeah, some of these people yeah. claim that they're in love with porn people you know so they should be maybe they are Maybe people are falling but no i don't have any favorite porn stars or anything Uh, like that
0: yeah i don't know how that happened i think you're just you know like it's a it's a real addiction i think porn yeah i think it, it really does you know something to your brain when you jack off to porn
1: well, yeah, I mean, these are deep evolutionary impulses to, <laughs> you know, yeah. make babies. So, uh-huh. of course, you're, it's an addiction. But it's not a you've...
0: problem, really. Because like what you go to the zoo, on... you know, the monkeys spend half their day masturbating.
1: Yeah, it just depends on what it is because some people get so addicted that they wind up spending too much time or even money pursuing their porn. And if it gets to the point where you're, like, abandoning your family <laughs> for <laughs> to watch more porn, then that would be a problem. It just depends on what you want to do with your life, though, you know maybe you want to watch a lot of porn hooray uh, i don't care yeah,
0: i don't know it's be, I, didn't, I'm happy I didn't watch from... as much porn until i uh broke up with uh with my ex but when i was living with a guy and we had sex all the time in our 20s yeah it was uh i didn't really watch porn all the time yeah but then when i was single brokenhearted alone yeah. uh sitting on the couch crying porn is the answer yeah Then then it became the only answer
1: yeah, that's the danger. Things can get out of balance. But I mean, you know, the world's overpopulated and it's busy out there. So all the men who want to spend time at home watching porn, great, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I like it when people stay at home. <laughs> great for them. I
0: want to be with somebody, but the possibility of anyone that I meet in real life, mm-hmm. us like, I just don't feel attached to anyone. Yeah. I know, fuck around and...
1: Well, you know what's wild about that is like – because I've been thinking about that lately as I try to date because I'm, you know, poly, but I have my girlfriend and we've been together for two and a half years and absolutely in love with her and it's like <laughs> – just, you know, I adore her. Uh, but when I meet people, it it's very rare for me to give a shit at all. You know what I mean? Like even I'm dating people, even people who are hot and it's just like I just can't – maybe that's just like a slump lately, but it's like I just – I try to date and meet people and whatever and I'm like I just don't feel – Like, when I say don't give a shit, like, sexually, like, I just don't. It is hard to get myself to care about. I still hang out
0: with my ex all the time, like, Mm -hmm. five or six times a week, and we talk on the phone all the time, like, he just Mm -hmm. called right here. And uh, and he's trying to see, he was out with another guy last night, so Mm -hmm. that's why he didn't answer the phone after my bad set. And I wanted Mm -hmm. to call and be like, and I got this bad letter, which, oh, I haven't mentioned my letter.
1: Dude, you're just like having one of those days. That's such <laughs> a good. You see, you need to read existential kink because that's what they, you know, she's talking about in there is like, we, we kind of like the experience of rejection, humiliation, suffering, anxiety, um, uh, poverty, all kinds of stuff like that because we're kinky like that. As you know, we're God's mind anyway, um, experiencing all of this for some kind of entertainment. But here, he, so here you are, just like having this day where you're like, uh, I probably have AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, um, for the podcast I'll read. And my ex didn't call me back. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: dear Bob Morrissey, event number blah blah blah. It is urgent that you contact me as soon as possible. I have important information regarding your health. City of Houston, Houston Health Department. What is this letter? I didn't see until five p.m. when I looked at my mailbox you on should Friday have looked,
1: you don't look okay that's your, that's like getting that's like checking your email at 5 p.m. why would you do that yourself or at 1 a.m. when yeah. you're supposed to be going to sleep I'm not, I'm not gonna you're about to go out for the night and do comedy and you're gonna look at some <laughs> fucking letter like that no you save that and go I didn't know it was nothing. in the envelope what did yeah but what did it say on the just, outside some hospital City shit of
0: Houston City uh, of
1: Houston that's not a... something that's like it could be a bill at work you know what I yeah. mean like just just that's something for Monday <laughs> you know you know what I mean take yeah. all your mail on Friday and put it on yeah. your Monday desk
0: so I think the Houston Health Department would contact me if I had HIV. Because I
1: feel like if it was COVID, they would be like, "You have COVID, stay home." You uh-huh. know what I mean? They would not be like, "Contact oh, us three days yeah. from now when <laughs> we are open again." Yeah, um, but I think with with HIV that that's something where they are like, "Well, you're probably not gonna like fuck a bunch of people in the next three days." Although I mean, uh-huh. they don't the know gay me. men who are getting they HIV. Know, <laughs> three, this is how four. this is how they got AIDS. So yeah. I mean, of course they're um, no, but I. I I don't know. I, you know, I don't know that you have HIV. I don't know. That it's I... probably best to like think you do, yeah. and then if not, great. But you know what I mean. Let's just assume well, you I have HIV. Well, I tested negative on the, the sp- on the P or...
0: swab blood test. You know, uh, like the little like uh-huh. auto like you know just a pinprick. five minute pinprick blood sample uh-huh. blood test. It was HIV you negative. You tested
1: probably not. <laughs> and oh, then is they that t- what that is? Well, I'm just saying if if they do two, where they do a pinprick and then they do full blood draw. Yeah. And then they come back with you later. Then that means that the prick is only ever like, probably not. <laughs> you know oh. what I mean? Yeah. Oh,
0: okay.
1: But so now they rest your <laughs> <laughs> But probably not as good, you know. Yeah. It oh, also okay. could be, does she, well, I don't think I, they say I in had, there. Uh, Maybe it's that you don't have HIV. You know what it
0: was, was I had syphilis a year oh. and a half ago. Okay. And uh, after I got it, I didn't get, like, when they did the full blood draw, I was like, well, you know, if you test my blood for syphilis, it'll come up positive because I had it before mm-hmm. and I didn't have HIV. But uh,
1: so maybe they forgot or so, like so they up. didn't
0: tell me the like uh, the number of you know like there's a number you should know mm-hmm. for your you know uh, viral rate or something. For mm-hmm. syphilis. Is it a virus or what, it, what kind oh, of an infection know. is syphilis? I don't know. You I don't should know. I, don't I should to... <laughs> fucking ask questions, but I don't want to know. Yeah, I want to know. <laughs> but, uh, I don't. know. Um. You know, yeah. There's a number you're supposed to know, and I was, he was like really amazed that I didn't know my my <laughs> my don't. SIF number. Because
1: in the past you have not cared about yourself, and maybe it's time to start. Oh. That's something you should know. Well, they didn't tell me. We should look it up it. or and ask something. They gave or me a shot,
0: and I, but I, I, I had never been told. Yeah. The number that he was talking about. And well.
1: So is it possible that they just maybe they're getting back to are just letting you know that you have syphilis about my old sy- dormant yeah. syphilis. Maybe they missed the memo that you already had syphilis and this is going to show up positive. And they're just like, you should know you have syphilis. That could be also what it is. Okay, but let's assume you have AIDS because that way
0: it's more fun. Yeah, better. It's more fun for yeah. one.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, another break in the episode another another. all we are is just another break in the episode and it's a moment of reading well I'll, it's, i'm looking at a picture of a guy doing stand-up and there's a little heart floating in the air i don't know if it's it's just kind of oh kisses
1: kisses you fucked up
0: you fucked up bad kisses you knocked over the microphone while i was talking Sometimes the cat, it's like she deliberately becomes a part of the podcast. It's like she figures out a way to, to to make her cat presence felt. And it happened later in this episode, too. When she was, you know, sticking her face in Ariel Isaac Norman's uh, cup of water while, while we were talking our important talk. And um, here's a list of songs chosen by Wiz Khalid. I baby by Ralph Slees God Holly, addicted by Saving Abel, yeah yeah, Pop Smoke he died, Staccato Tory Lanes, um Roses Saint John, truth is Fantasia that's a great song, that's a really good song, can't help but wait, Trey songs, life is good Future and Drake. Uh, one of them nights, money bag yo. Janae Aiko, impatient. Jeremiah, tie dollar sign. No role models. J Cole. I'll kill you, Summer Walker. Janae Aiko, codeine crazy. Future. Ballerina, belly. Ain't the triple at my ballerina? at the stage at the marina. She's not a stripper; she's a ballerina. Blah. Nice for what, Drake? Um, I would do. I did a joke about the secret group when I went on stage at the at the club. I was like, "Well, it's good to be here at the secret group." It's uh, voted on Instagram one of the top five places in Houston to get canceled. <sighs> Uh, big laughs. Big laughs. Sounds like some very important people have been cancelled right here. Oh, uh, big more laughs. Um What They Want. That's by Russ. Get right. That's by J Lo. Jennifer Lopez. Go. That's by Common. Um Roxanne. Roxanne. All she wants to do is get fucked up. It's uh Arizona Zervas. Time for that. It's Kevin Gates for a handful of five dollars that was a movie starring clint eastwood for a few five dollars more that was the sequel tuesday night is rape night at the secret group one of the top five places to get canceled in houston um sunday candy donnie trumpet Bowtie outcast gooey glass animals Snicketyne. What? Like snick a night? Snick at night? Snick. You know? But like snicotine for kids. You know? Like snick. Snick-a-teen. um, It's a dip. It's a snoop. It's a snicotine. Snicketyne gum. Get out of your uh, comfort zone and uh, drink some butterscotch snops. Um, no death makes sense as it's happening. All right. I, I took that note and I told myself that's probably true no death makes sense as it's happening um, yep this says uh, no matter how good at being good looking I am yeah, you know, working out and stuff working out every day I worked out every day for two months and then I felt a little sick and so I just took a little break uh it's been two weeks since i worked out no matter how good at being good looking i am the best i can hope for is howard stern level buff on the cover of the book private parts and the movie private parts the poster for the movie private parts where he's shirtless and going, i've worked out every day i'm howard stern i'm attractive right he was never he i mean i'd sleep with him 20 years ago but uh uh well you know it's it's okay yeah, yeah he was hot he was hot yeah but when i was 17 i was like a mm-hmm, nice try it's still a it's still a guy in his 40s doesn't look good objectively asshole you think you're funny that was me when i was in high school you think you're funny howard stern you think you're real funny oh wow you look great on the cover of your fucking book mm. Yeah, whoa, man in his forties in great shape, huzzah! Hmm. Yep, Father Teebs running the church. I was just thinking of Father Teebs running the church. Uh, he approaches being a pastor. Father Teebs was the guy who raised me, and uh, I was raised by a priest after my dad died. And um, you know, my dad was dying from a brain tumor, and he started going crazy. And you know, like as he was before, he was diagnosed with the brain tumor, he was being dick being crazy being illogical uh violent and you know about six months of hell my mom went through with uh, his uh, deterioration when he was 35 years old into a you know jack nicholson from the shining kind of man for for about a year before before he succumbed but you know in that time you know he was he'd be in and out of uh the madness and uh and he he took uh, our whole family to the therapy the you know, through Catholic charities and, uh, and the Catholic priest was our uh, our family therapist uh, or his therapist and then he took on interest took an interest to the whole family we he he met my saw my mom as my dad was dying and, you know she's the mother of seven kids I'm the youngest i was I was like six months old as my dad died and uh and he he said I can't leave this woman I, and, I, and I gotta I gotta be there for these kids, and uh, and he was there for us, and he he raised me for twenty years. Anyway, he also was a Catholic priest, and he couldn't leave. He said he was gonna leave the priesthood, but you know he never did. He told my mom I'm gonna leave, but then he never did. And then uh, and then after a while, he was just like, I can't, I can't leave. I can't, I can't. I love, I love being a priest. I love being a priest. I love doing my five minutes. I love having my perfect five minutes, my polished five. I used to think he approached being a Comedy, uh, a priest. The way I approached doing like a hot set on Mondays, you know, at the at the regular open mic that I used to love to do, but before I started to have to work every fucking Monday, but I uh, used to love to do Rudyards every Monday, but uh, now I have to work every fucking Monday, and I don't get to do my hot five. And I think like I always thought Father teebs approached being a priest the way I approached being a comedian, but now that I work at a strip club as a DJ, I realize that Father teebs the pastor priest kind of approached his congregation and the whole community the way that strip club manager approaches the club like this is my domain and uh be with god um and yeah and i don't know yeah i think he was just as cynical as the strip club manager the, the uh, just as cynical as me i'm way more open about it but um yeah so so that's uh a little 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 interlude baby interlude baby driver uh, oh that was a great movie anyway um yeah uh ariel this back to ariel isaac norman and, and bob Morrissey talking
1: what is it sarah silverman when life gives you aids make lemonades <laughs> god i've been re-listening to her album late, like her older stuff lately and it's like oh my god i forgot how good this was and every time i'm listening to comedy from back then like early 2000s i'm like Oh my god! Or late '90s. I'm like, oh my god! Comedy used to be so fucking good. It was like we were really, really like getting somewhere. Yeah, just like the Zach
0: Galifianakis was real funny.
1: Yeah, like put Sarah Silverman. I mean, the jokes she's making. It, you know, when people say like you couldn't make those jokes now, there is like a lot of that. We're, but but it's like you can see everyone having so much fun. It wasn't. It wasn't a hateful thing. It's such a playful thing. And the fact that she could be so playful with things like racism and sexism, you know what I mean? It was so playful that it Uh, showed that where we were at as a country was like we were really healing and like doing well together. I mean, so many of us were, you know what I mean, in so many parts of the country. I get that there's always tons of exceptions. It's just been
0: so many years of, uh, you know, once you get a Trump, then a lot of the jokes are a little darker and a little like Sarah Silverman's persona changed deeply oh, yeah. after trump was elected yeah also um probably she she started to feel like you know she had to explain herself a little more yeah. because things that were evident to everybody in 2003 yeah, exactly require an explanation things that were now. evident to everybody yeah. in
1: 2003 and this is exactly what's happened is like i'm just like the kids these days really don't get it because we lived in a very different world in 2003 in some ways much more progressive sort of the now but also in some ways much more aggressive we were still on that evolution of you know people getting over um homophobia especially that's the thing it was a very homophobic time and that's something the kids still they don't understand now the younger people who are all yeah. you know queer um they really have no clue about the homophobia that was happening that we all were like you know living it in, kept me in the
0: closet till i was 24
1: <laughs> yeah I mean, the, um, really while I was in
0: the army i experienced that full on Homophobic place that army mm-hmm. in the two years two thousand one two thousand four yeah as was the yeah, Mormon Church like
1: um, yeah and and the jokes were just everywhere and constant and so gay people we really had to learn how to like roll with the punches about humor and figure out how to be I think a part of that. Instead of just just taking the hit all the time, yeah. but then people were starting to make jokes to, that were dealing with their own homophobia, and so it would kind of sound like. Gay, but you know, it was also just as you see now, so many straight men who are constantly telling jokes about sucking dicks and how they're not gay, but but whatever, you know.
0: Yeah, I super hate those. Yeah,
1: a lot, mostly. If you if you can say <laughs> something new and do something great yeah. with it, good. But most people are just saying the same shit that so many other men are saying, and it's like all you're doing is pretending to not be homophobic. By making a big deal out of the idea of you sucking dicks, you yeah, know. Man, how so how, how crazy that? would that be? Or, yeah, cra-
0: yeah. But I, I like like Tom Segura mm-hmm. yeah. was talking about uh, on his podcast was talking with Christina Pazinski or I forget who the guest was, but uh, they were talking about like how is it gay if you DP a woman with your dad? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think it's just, like that's pretty funny to yeah. talk about. <laughs> like,
1: well, I already with, think that identical twins should just be having sex with each other, especially women, if they're hot, obviously. Oh, I don't think so. Um, I don't
0: know. I would never fuck my brother. It's just if you have an so identical twin? to fuck my brother. What oh. okay, we
1: all kinda wanna fuck no. ourselves. No. And so what it's like if you're an identical twin <sighs> Again you have to be hot that is, lesbians. That is one not of men, my not dude. men, not ugly people. You have to be okay. hot lesbians. Imagine that. It's maybe for you maybe revolting. for you imagine how, yeah. don't think of your brother
0: okay i just think of people who look identical to each other and have the same dna fucking each other it's gross <laughs> to me it's just incest to me is real gross it it's like legends. one of those things where i'm not open minded
1: it's um, um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's, i don't actually like imagine it on any kind of level of like they're actually sisters it's just it's just like an aesthetic double mint and gum commercial type thing so yeah. you're not meant to really take this seriously I think that was
0: weird too like in friday the 13th part four where they get a role and they both get killed and each other they're, they're in the movie together like stripping naked like some yeah, swimming. twins yeah yeah oh. they were like the double mint twins that's funny well and then they was... were the double mint victims in friday the 13th part well 4. we
1: needed to all I, I have yeah that's interesting to know <laughs> <laughs> well we all had this thing where they were just having incest porn on our commercials for double mint gum we were all like uh okay you just have hot yeah. twins
0: yeah so... it's just fantasy to <laughs> fuck both twins Or like
1: yeah for sure uh yeah yeah and why not I, mean. I think psychologically it's pretty interesting to be like especially with identical where it's like if you're in love with someone and they have an identical twin wouldn't you have some kind of i mean i don't know you know it'd be interesting to talk to people who have done this i did my girlfriend and i did date this one girl who had an identical twin but she was a mirror twin so a quarter of the time, apparently these identical twins are like basically the same except one will have like a mole on the front left of their face and the other one will have it on the back right of their head and one will be kind of straight and the other will be a gay like a short hair wow. and a long hair that's how that's how they were except that when we were meeting them like the there was a lesbian and then her straight sister but then we were kind of going out on these weird um almost like you know for some dates like me my girlfriend and the twins like just because we were hanging out you know but then so the straight girl was starting to say that she was feeling bi <laughs> but so we maybe should have fucked the twins but it never got there yeah
0: so. the ones that got away damn i but guess they you... were
1: mirror twins so it didn't feel exactly the same and i wasn't in love with the lesbian you know and it's like i want to be like in love and then just to
0: fuck someone
1: no No, like, if I'm in love with someone who has an identical twin, I want to know what it feels like to interact with the other twin. Oh. You know, like, it's like, am I inherently in love with them? Because you ever go to, like, a family gathering of someone you're in love with and you're like, oh, wow, like, I am... In love with these jeans and they're kind of everywhere. Yeah. And so, like, yeah, hot aunt ever, over here, the hot cousin.
0: At that family gathering for the first time, like, oh, I oh, don't no. like this whole family. I, this whole thing. Yeah, <laughs>
1: that's probably how you know you're not really in love. <laughs> Meet the family. If you don't want to fuck half their family, then you're probably uh, not in love. <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> oh, I just. Uh, um, my family's a fun, fun group. I'm the youngest of seven. Oh. But, uh, they don't, I don't see them that much. I, I live. Several states away from yeah. Chicago, oh. and um, they're all. In Chicago. I, I have, uh, you know, I think normal feelings toward my mom of yeah. love and affection, but uh, yeah, I don't. I, th- I think I had to move away because I just see my older brothers and sisters reliving things from childhood
1: mm-hmm. too
0: much, like, yeah. like dwelling on stuff that happened in high school, like it's still relevant, and uh, telling. The same, like just never settling in dispute and bringing the 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 fight up from yeah. You know,
1: it's probably best to be away from that. It sounds like yeah.
0: Yeah, and it just it's um, I don't know. I'm, um,
1: you don't have to want to fuck your family. I don't. Yeah, <laughs> I don't advocate that. <laughs>
0: uh, are you your family's Mormon? Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, some of them. I mean, m- most of my dad's side are Mormon. My da- my parents are Mormon, and one of my one or two of my brothers are still Mormon. But I'm the youngest of five, and my older brother died, so who knows what he would be. And then my sister is a bisexual non-Mormon now. Oh, okay. She was married to a woman for a long time, but Uh, now she's dating men because they just buy her stuff, and you know. (laughs) we'll see where
0: this goes. I didn't talk to my brother for a couple years because he voted for Trump, and now I'm just like, I can talk to him. I just don't want to listen while he's getting into politics. Or I'll listen because it's interesting, Yeah. but I, I don't have the...
1: Yeah, I say I love listening to those people. Probably the QAnon people are the best. Yeah. yeah. My brother's
0: not a QAnon person, but
1: Right, but I'm just saying like the the crazier it gets, the more f- fascinating it is to listen to people. I, it's like that's the only thing I like about, you know, one of my brothers, uh, to the extent that we have a relationship at all. It's like he's like a very libertarian-y type guy. So, it is interesting to just hear what all the libertarian-y ideas are right now, you know. Yeah. Like I'm just using it as a source of info.
0: There was a point where don't I just could not stand the sound of somebody's voice if they disagreed with me politically. I hated really? everything about them.
1: I love disagreement. <laughs> then you get to hear a new perspective.
0: But also, I'm so tired just, of the perspectives. I just on... don't think that maybe my opinions. I I read this book called The Conquest of Cool by oh. Thomas Frank, and it made me think like. It was a history of advertising from the 50s to the 60s and how the 50s advertising was more like, experts say, yeah. you should buy this car because of these quality selling right. points. And blah, 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 blah. Straighten my tie. Yeah. And then the 60s was like, uh, let it roll, rock and roll, kid culture, new yeah. generation, wah, 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 rebellion. Yeah. yeah, adopting the language of rebellion to keep the system of consumer right. uh, you know, know. Out- Planned obsolescence going right. like Every everything has to be young and new and and it's like they're not actually selling to the young and new by selling youth culture. They're selling to the people over twenty five who want to continue to right. feel young and new. Right, and and that's like so. They're it's no it's no accident that me as a forty two year old man I still kind of carry myself around like a teenager who's mm-hmm. you know. Don't tell mom I'm back here. You know, yeah. just I, 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 my, I'm not like a full fledged uh, adult by any means. Do
1: you? Do we need you to be? I don't know. <laughs> it's like because it's like, yeah, we're supposed to excel in this world that's completely diseased and disordered. You know, like this isn't what we want the economy to look like. Yeah. This isn't what we how we want the world to run. We're all playing this game of Monopoly that no one agreed to, and everyone knows that game tears apart families. But that's what we're given. So it's like if you want to not like do the whole thing you're supposed to and make all the money and get all the whatever you're supposed to in this culture like great like great don't do it please don't have kids like we don't need more we have so many you know it's the only people reason why people want kids is just to have the co- economy continue to grow so they can money make money on speculation you know and it's or just have their retirements you know for sure and it's like yeah but we're going to destroy the entire planet yeah. people so are let's always going to have
0: don't tell people to not have kids that's kind of unfair As why person i'll never tell you like don't have kids you, you. well i mean, I mean
1: uh... some people should but i think we should just be very really particular about it and then everyone help raise the kids not everyone needs to actually have the kid oh yeah but yeah. you know we can all it takes a village and we should all just. I'm always the... happy
0: when somebody says they're getting an abortion. I'm like, yes.
1: Yeah, abortion like we, and adoption but, uh, are the best fucking yeah.
0: But uh, that's going to be illegal now or whatever. But I don't. That's not my attitude. You I'm just gotta. Kinda... I'm not totally fucking callous, like. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I think there's, you know, it's a. I don't know what it's like to have an abortion. I'm not a woman. I'll never have to worry about it. Yeah. But uh, I never feel like, uh, you know, like judgmental towards somebody who gets right. one. But I, I also. But I was saying, I I think like I didn't choose the idea of cool. Mm-hmm. I just I feel the pressure. You just to, are cool. I feel <laughs> this pressure to be cool as yeah. a stand-up.
1: I have oh, to, yeah. you
0: know, like I have to abide by certain norms and expectations that I have internalized that I think are me, but yeah. are just ads.
1: What do you think are the normalized expectations that you've been perpetuating?
0: Um, I guess. Uh, just the, the the whole like James Dean type of character, or, mm-hmm. or a brooding type of Johnny Depp fellow, mm-hmm. or some sort of like uh, deep sensitive type who's you know his humor comes from you know pointing out the flaws in a gentle way, or or, or an abrupt or brutal way, but like you know mm-hmm. there's like a a certain character that i have tried to embody just to get laughs mm-hmm. that is not truly me oh. and then i look in other cities every oh there's the bob from another city doing <laughs> yeah, exactly no, what i you do
1: definitely need to be yourself <laughs> and <then>. uh, <laughs> yeah
0: but um but i think the only reason you find that happening again and again every time you travel around you see a group of stand-ups we're all doing the same thing no matter what part of the country you're in mm-hmm. I, would you say that
1: for me no no (laughs) (laughs) no i mean i see i see like parts of myself in comics sometimes whether famous or in my city or traveling but not usually more more in my own city like i feel like we all kind of like learn from each other too so there winds up being some mirroring maybe but um do you see echoes
0: from the austin scene in the um you know, Houston community are there are there people who act like Austin comics? or is there such a thing as an Austin comic now or a Houston comic? The,
1: the, the Austin comic thing is changing a little bit because we have so many people coming in and there's a lot of different styles now. But um, I would say Austin comedy has also changed since I got there as well because now, when I got there, and when I left Boston, it was the same way there too. like it was people were still very memorized and scripted and over the years in austin and i would like to think i had something to do with this by being learning after some time to be so present and like just very riffy and like you know i'm not going to tell my fucking bits the same way like i really don't Mm. like to tell my bits the same way you know like i really want to be as present and there and conversational that's the thing conversational as possible i think there's been a change in austin where people are much more conversational like i noticed that like i don't see nearly as much of the like here's my bit thing anymore there were some people but like all the newer people whatever it's very very conversational out there so i don't know the old, i'm like trying to remember the old austin way
0: i still see people like sawyer Stoll. i saw him like five times when he was in town well there's one-liner he did did like the same 10 minutes every time pretty exactly and i was i admired that when i saw that oh totally
1: i like there to be those people i know there's always and especially for one-liner people or kind of like stylized people like that yeah you have an act and that's great like i love you know i love those acts too um but i think there's just been a change in the austin comedy scene where now when i think about austin comedy i'm like starting to think of us as a very conversational present uh, scene even the, there's a lot of bad comics who are that way but there's i'm like i'm watching bad comics new comics be present on stage yeah you know in a way where it's not, not just like getting drunk and being like oh i'm gonna go talk about whatever but they're they're doing comedy you know they just well, that's what
0: i got i think from hosting yeah. relentlessly i i hosted mm-hmm. open mics every week for like five or six years yeah and uh i um you know i i think like just standing there between the acts and trying to say something funny on the spot Mm -hmm. and then not having any kind of like uh i don't give a shit if if it works or doesn't work i just want to keep this thing going and Mm -hmm. i love i love hosting just for that reason but uh um you how did off script go yesterday?
1: That was fun. It was, yeah. Like your sold show? out off script. Off script, yeah, uh, one of my shows. Anyway, but we yeah we usually do it at the Fallout in Austin, and I've taken it on the road a few times, and it's been great every time. I mean, you never know kind of how people are going to be heckling wise, and I was thinking that Houston might be. I mean, and you never know. It's just one show, um, but I was thinking people might be a little more heckly than Austin, but if anything, you know, probably less so. There were a few people who were really going for it. And you always have a couple of idiots who like say that, you know, the dumbest shit that doesn't make sense. And um, but it kind of does. And everyone knows what they're saying, what they're going for. But and then there's one woman who was kind of kept saying that she was she wanted to heckle, but she was too smart for us or something like she's kind of being and then but I encouraged her and I was like no 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 you gotta like you gotta heckle or whatever. and then she started doing it and like every comic she had like a really great heckle oh, good. Um, Now good. you know what I mean so I, it's like I love coaching people into it kind of working with the audience members too at least as, like as much as it, it, it is also for comics to develop and have a good time and some especially when I have comics on who are very scripted you know I want to get them to be you know yeah, I um, never
0: like to lose control of the situation and yeah, I'm i I i'm particularly uh scripted but in a like a way that feels like it's conversational Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. i panic if i can't do the bit that i'd planned on doing see that's no good i can't (laughs) i I don't know how you
1: handle that like i just never never want to feel that way like i never want to feel like i have to have things go a certain way like i want it it to to
0: close on that joke yeah no
1: i always want it to be so loose but but it's like as much as that's fun to help the comics to get the way, I also love helping the audience members just like especially women who usually like they have something funny but they're not saying it loud enough or they're too, you know, whatever and like getting women to start yelling stuff out because it's always dumb men who sometimes men are funny but like <laughs> a lot of times at the show like these men are so confidently saying dumb stuff yeah. and so then the woman will say something but then she doesn't quite say it loud you know whatever so it's it's a fun part of it to like. Men are more often confident
0: okay. and ignorant, and then proud to be ignorant. Yeah, and then yelling like, Who "Yeah, cares nerd." Yeah, you know, like if, if you know a fact that like totally contradicts what I. Yeah, I'm trying to think of an example, but
1: uh, can I get some uh, water though? Yeah, let
0: me, let me break here. No, let's okay. talk for 15 more minutes. I guess. Okay. Um, you were talking about the off-script show, and yeah. um, I was I had started talking about the. Uh, my bad set from last night, and then my AIDS letter, and then my uh, call from... The way I trashed my ex-boyfriend on stage uh-huh. went, went too far. And then,
1: uh, you date a lot of comics?
0: Uh, just two so far. Oh, okay. But, uh, yeah, I just don't, I don't I think... trying
1: to decide. I did meet a cute girl comic the other day who I was pretty sure she was giving me uh, eyes, and then was kind of flirting with the girl that i had brought to the show and i was like i love this i love this <laughs> everyone flirt and uh and then she was on stage she was talking about dating men i was like oh, okay yeah let's see see let's just see and then sure enough she was like so i'm by blah 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 and i'm like there it is, uh, there yeah. is. and <laughs> of course she is i mean you know she's a woman um and it's 20, 21 but I was just thinking about it. I was like, I realized, like, I did give myself a rule not to date comics. But if it's just, just not dating so much as, hey, want to hang out, and then maybe, you know, who knows, we might wind up like making out or something. But I'm not like trying to date her. So I think that's how did your uh,
0: summer go? Oh, it's still going. We
1: decided to open it up to July and August. Oh yeah, Um, summer contest. White boy summer, the contest that me and my trans chick co host of Gender Fluids uh, are doing, where we're competing to see. Who can go down on the most new vagina women, or they can be non-binary. Really, just need to not be taking testosterone, um, non-testosterone vaginas that we can go down on in a month or two months. And so, uh, I believe the score is five to one right now. Um, is
0: winning. Uh, yeah,
1: <laughs> she immediately. Had I, I nearly
0: like ruined <laughs> your your one, didn't I?
1: no that happened before <laughs> oh, that happened okay. before july so it didn't oh. count that was june oh. June 29th yeah okay quite a shame but um <laughs> but
0: that was good though it was she good was cool was,
1: oh yeah she's very cool yeah she lives in new york so she was just in town for um uh, to write a story on the because we were having the first yeah. pride in laredo ever um which i thought was pretty cool we were we, on
0: the first pride
1: we right. were, like, accidentally on Laredo's yeah. first Pride. We accidentally made know Yeah, we accidentally made history. Just because we didn't know it was their first Pride. Someone yeah. just invited us to do a Pride show, and we were like, yeah, whatever. we yeah. have never been to Laredo. And then, yeah, but there was a hot chick there, and she was writing a, a piece about, like, this first. In fact, I want to see if she's yeah, finished Yeah, I want to know
0: if, if that was ever finished. Yeah, or, I think she said ever...
1: something about... Mentioning me in there, so yeah, I want to ask her. Yeah, i want to get it. I'll, send it. Me. I'll send it to her? She might have mentioned the show, I think she mentioned the show. <laughs> okay. She might have mentioned you. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> um, and anyway, but yeah, no, you did, you were lingering um, around a little bit I'm longer. I'm sorry, <laughs> it's okay. <for> <laughs> I'd have loved to have gotten back to her place an hour earlier, <laughs>
0: but <laughs> I just didn't want to drive six hours. I
1: know, and I was like, dude, it's only making it harder on you. You're drinking a yeah. beer and you're getting more tired, like, this is gonna ah, blow, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, kitten. Just does this kitten have is, water somewhere? Uh, she really wants. wants she wants your water. Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, she's. She's so weird about the water because uh, Sorry, I have to give That's her good. new water.
1: Oh, yeah. And- I get that because wouldn't you want new water, bitch? <laughs> She's so weird about not wanting dirty water. You ever drink water that's been out o- overnight and you're like, eh, it's dusty yeah. and you pour it out and you're like, hey, cat, <laughs> drink this. <laughs> Fucking No, I don't want to pour this out and get new water even though it's basically free. <laughs> um,
0: okay. I always give her new water though. But the, Okay. Good, good, good.
1: But the- um, But anyway, yeah. So no, I I did hook up with her, but that was before July. And then, then Ava hooked up with a chick who like messaged her was like i'm a listener and i would love to help you score your point and so then they hooked up or sorry so i say chick works. but you know non-binary chick yeah. um and then but then the next week we come back and uh i had not had sex with anyone i'd gone on dates but i'm like i'm a slow mover where i want to like i want to enjoy the build up and sometimes i'm just like not like even if i really like someone i think they're pretty sometimes i just don't want to have sex with them mm-hmm. you know um and i sometimes i try to and then i'm always so tired anyway so she had then gone to an orgy because her fucking trans uh married couple friends they're both like they switch <laughs> genders and stuff and they got married and so all their friends are like polytrans type queer whatever people so she goes down on four more non-binary chicks oh. <laughs> and so she gets up to five because of that but is it five chicks
0: and then a bunch of dudes sprinkled in too no no, no there's no dudes uh, no dudes. i don't know, I, I doubt she's having she's bothering uh, to have sex with dudes she doesn't uh, kind of
1: does that on rare occasion oh yeah um she likes yeah I can't
0: but, imagine sex without a dude i can't imagine well some
1: of these people are like dude chicks they're like non-binary yeah. vagina people yeah um who because they will do kind of like gay boy fantasy stuff a little you know where i mean i think ava was like fucking one of them in their butt at the yeah. end of the night like they did like go down on each other in the restroom kind of stuff which you can think of both of that as a blowjob if you want or whatever and then they went back and then they had Ava fuck them in the butt pretty hard so like you know it's like you could do that you could probably fuck some non-binary chick
0: yeah I've been uh, hit up on on the apps by like uh, trans uh, men you know Mm -hmm. that I know are like you know female to male Uh or or like uh, you know Female presenting, but but like male oh, that's you know. Yeah, um, for sure. And I've never taken the leap and gone for it. I've never gone for like a because well, I kind of like.
1: Yeah, if you don't want to, you don't have to. <laughs>
0: like...
1: I don't know. It's like this is like some kind of weird like charity service or a, a, on a moral level, you should just try out every, you know, sex gender combo and every. Yeah. I mean, w- where would that well, end? That
0: was shitty when you know. I'd hear people say, "I don't fuck black chicks." Yeah, that's, you're you're being racist. You want to you know, like, There's
1: no reason to say I don't do this as a policy. You could say yeah. I have never fucked a black chick. Yeah, and or you could say I've never. That's what I say like about trans women. From I'm like, I've never had sex with a trans woman. I'm not saying that I never would under any circumstance. I just haven't. Yeah. I've at least I've. Been, there's one that I at least have been attracted to that you know because like sometimes you don't even know if someone is trans. That so would, maybe you've been attracted to trans people and then you you know what I mean. That was the kind of yeah.
0: '90s thing that I would hear all the time. Like yeah. growing up, you know. That's that's the thing that younger kids don't understand. Mm-hmm. You hear guys say stuff like that all the time. Like, I would never fuck a black chick. Yeah. In high school, I would be. And well, like, yeah, because they're...
1: they have tiny little white dicks, and they know that they're gonna not <laughs> size up to the big black pussies. But I don't think
0: guys would say that now. Only guys would. Yeah, yeah, well, I think
1: most people wouldn't even feel that way. I mean, yeah. so much of that kind of I would never stuff is, is a reaction, formation, defense mechanism kind of thing in your own mind because, you know, they don't want to fuck you or, <laughs> you know, like, or you feel uncomfortable about something. Maybe your dick is too small. Um, you know, you're intimidated not by a Not certain... all
0: white guys have small dicks. I know, and
1: not all yes. black women have huge pussies, but you know what I mean. <laughs> um, but I mean, or just, you're just intimidated or, or your dad is racist. Who knows? But nowadays, um, yeah, no, I think most people would fuck people yeah. of any race. I don't think there's a lot of that going on. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I don't see the overt racism happening, uh, but I live Sometimes in a Sometimes people are just
1: more attracted to people of their own race, and that seems to be something that is, you know, maybe it's partly genetic, maybe it's partly how we're raised. Who knows? But it, it's just a thing, and it's going to change over time as there's more mixing and everything, and people are, and it is changing. People are dating more interracially and marrying more interracially or whatever. Yeah, it's but not a big deal. But there is still some amount of, like, you know, people are just kind of used to, or you're just intimidated by a different culture in your mind or you know, whatever. Or there's a lot of that where people just default yeah. to dating in their own race. And it's just not it's not like a conscious thing. They're just swiping yeah. on who they're swiping on.
0: My brother and his wife have been married for 27 years and mm-hmm. they met like 30 plus years ago.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and it was a, like a white man, a black woman. Yeah. And that was a big deal. Oh, yeah. At the time in like 1990. Mm-hmm. and i was like okay guess who's coming to dinner literally yeah like, uh yeah. interracial couple like but we didn't ever talk about it it was yeah. not like a thing that our uh, family sat down and went like okay we're did y'all talk all about most things this is okay no we just like
1: did you did you talk about most things yeah but the feeling or... was
0: palpable that like this yeah. was weird oh yeah this <laughs> is like other their families but like nobody <laughs> said anything
1: about it ever. Right. that's funny um, but so does your family normally talk about dynamics or do y'all not talk about stuff in general? Um, I think,
0: uh, I don't know. It just depends. We, we speak in sarcastic, like, uh, kind of like, I guess it's, uh, I don't know. Everybody speaks a different way. Yeah. And maybe I just, maybe I'm describing a story that didn't exactly happen that way. Huh. Where, where that's the way that I, and right. uh, cause I always had the habit of, uh, Never touching upon the me, ma- you know, uh-huh. the major things that everybody was thinking while I was around. Mm-hmm. Uh, family, because uh, mm-hmm. we always had to hide that uh, the priest was our, uh, or that my stepdad was a priest. Oh, interesting. And like, I, I, I never told the other, or I told some of the other kids at school that like Father Teves is a priest, is a Catholic priest who like hangs out with our family all the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, but uh, it was. It's supposed to be like a temporary thing where like he was gonna leave the priesthood, but he didn't. And then he, we kind of got used to just like him lead a double life.
1: So he had to live a double life because people were Protestants in the town. Like, what are you saying?
0: He like to keep his job as a Catholic priest. He yeah. didn't have a family.
1: Oh, and he, oh. we were like his family. Wait, he was
0: would... he, he like? I think he and my mom had like a Friday afternoon assignation every week. Oh, okay. Yeah, like he had like a little condo where he would like. Oh, wow. Meet there, and then they. Uh... Well,
1: it's way better than him being a secret pedophile. So, yeah. I, mean, I yeah. think That's one of those things with the Catholics. <laughs> they got to get rid of that, that celibacy uh, shit.
0: But it was, you know, yeah. a thing that we had to. We were. I was. I was told to always be quiet about that yeah. from the time I was. Wow. Uh, you know, like, yeah. Like, don't don't let anybody <laughs> know at school yeah unless it's like you know a friend comes over all the time then we can talk about it and like, we'll talk to the parents and, wow but just we're not gonna make it like
1: so you were just put in the closet about things from the beginning yeah that's <laughs> yeah. great that's great that's yeah. wild uh,
0: and i i can't believe i stayed in that closet for so long it was uh
1: well you were used to closets
0: yeah yeah i sleep in a closet now.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, look at you. You're just still playing out all this shit from childhood. That's what we all do. We just keep playing out the same shit from childhood over and over in various ways. Just maybe try to improve which way you're in the closet this time. So this is good that you're just doing a physical manifestation. Yeah. So maybe this can be the only closet you're in.
0: Yeah, and I was just thinking of that AIDS letter. Just like, can I handle it? Can I handle death? Can I I let go? Can I really? It feels
1: like you're almost made for this. (laughs) Well, I really... you're so you like I don't know you kind of enjoy being unhappy oh no and then (laughs) (laughs) so you'll enjoy dying I think yeah Yeah,
0: I'll never feel love again
1: that's not true yeah I don't know I
0: I do sometimes you might feel
1: a bunch of love this might bring on the love
0: Mm. I don't know Uh, I just I don't think the love that I wanted my 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 young person fantasy cool guy Mm. idea of love is never going to really come true what's your
1: young person fantasy cool guy idea of love
0: I don't know, just uh, like a
1: hot cowboy that lives here and is always naked. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, I think I had it for a little while with Greg, uh-huh. where we, we were like the couple that lived together and did everything together and started comedy together, and you know, everywhere we went, people knew us as a team or partnership, and like it was like a you know, we were buddies and everybody like uh,
1: you just want a partner. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I'm. That's not that cool guy whatever yeah. that's just like you just start saying like a partner
0: when we would go places i felt like we were cool oh like, yeah yeah sure. I felt like we were in our 20s and it was cool to be around us and people wanted to be seen with us or talk to us or you know like we yeah. were we had we had that that it but mm-hmm. but that idea of cool as i was talking about that is is a thing implanted in you mm-hmm. that doesn't matter that mm-hmm. you didn't choose that like yeah That's being annoying, isn't she? Yeah, well,
1: maybe you should just <laughs> have the water. Here.
0: Yeah, have some water kisses. Right.
1: It's like kind of low now. Sorry.
0: <laughs> here, oh, I'll uh, pour a little bit. Put my water under okay. here.
1: Yeah, it'll be a water fountain. I like that.
0: <laughs> it's a. Uh, okay. Give my cat water. That's a uh, some quality entertainment. I've never it's, done that on a podcast.
1: <laughs> perfect. Um, so where are we talking about you're dying, you enjoy it?
0: <laughs> no. Just No, but, a love. You're a, gonna get And okay. I also I also think the idea of cool, which you oh, cool. find so fundamentally like central to your identity if mm-hmm. you're if you're chasing, you know, acceptance from audiences as a stand up mm-hmm. uh, is something that is a little bit like foisted upon you. And that's why I'm having this, you know, epiphany that politics is the same thing. Mm-hmm. That like your attitudes and your identity and your and your feelings about uh the future of the world are you know like we have so little information really at, at, yeah. and and so little power to do anything about this information that we do know.
1: You can do stuff on the local level, I hear <laughs> <laughs>
0: but uh, oh really
1: <laughs> I think that's where we have power. it's what I heard <laughs>
0: yeah, but uh yeah we we, we have incomplete information and a uh, total lack of, of power mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, if, if to change the, uh, you know, the corporate structure of, yeah. of the, you know, like
1: you have a lot of power everything in your is life.
0: set up to, uh, to block, uh, I don't know We're, we, we have like very poor health, pe- poor healthcare outcomes and, you know, you know, child, uh, you know, like infant mortality OPC. in the oh. uh, in in this country is <laughs> yeah like, it's, worse, it's yeah. like the lowest in the industrialized world in so yeah. many levels of everything we're we're always rated the poorest the worst the yeah but then we're told it's we're just, the best in them well
1: it's income inequality has led to this yeah I mean we yeah. have or you know it's a cycle anyway but um, so we do all kinds of crazy great shit because we have a few great Gatsby types out there doing their thing but the rest of us are yeah but what? ah. whatever uh, you can have a lot of effect in your own life about. What you do with your time and money and energy, and stuff. yeah, and how yeah. how
0: you make people just feel in their uh, that's I think that's also why I was disappointed with my show yesterday when I walked mm. out. I felt like I wasn't being a good friend. Yeah, I was I was being mm-hmm. like a shitty uh, you know insult. Comic. I think
1: that's what I'm saying about how it's not even about like how much the audience enjoyed something or not. Like what really makes us feel bad is when you let yourself down in some way. Maybe you let yourself down because you were a little mean on accident. Maybe you let yourself down because you weren't present maybe you let yourself down because um you didn't try you didn't challenge yourself or whatever but all of those are like it's like a moral failing yeah Yeah. that's what we're really (laughs) mad about it's not just like bombing. i think bombing you know from what people tell me about it um doesn't feel as bad like you can kind of walk away after like a crazy bomb i think and be like wow that was and be like less mad at yourself yeah then if you like feel like you hurt someone's feelings and you were being a little shitty like that's when i'm gonna feel
0: really bad yeah that's that's why i felt like i had a bad show yesterday yeah but uh but so yeah as you're saying local level is important like who Mm -hmm. I when i think of locally i think of all the friends that i know
1: yeah yeah like i don't know i think i don't think we have to like burden ourselves with fixing the world different people are kind of called to do different things and maybe at some point in your life you'll be called to do something bigger on a on a, a bigger level you know or some political level but, but you yeah. can do all kinds of good and you can just figure out another way to do more good in the world and make it i think that's okay you know it's like but almost like why do i have, feel the need like i need to save the world <laughs> i do want to
0: feel like like uh it's a wonderful life where like mm-hmm. you know if i die then did I get to see all the all the ways that I helped people?
1: Or, I think so. I, see, I think that's what, you know, and this, this, you might have to let go of the idea that you're going to have, you're going to end life with a partner, right? That might not yeah. happen. Um, th- I guess that's a fantasy, right? You want to have one <laughs> on your deathbed. You want there to be someone there who loves you like that. Um, you might not have that, but it could be that. Uh, this just change you and your heart like if you if it turns out that you have HIV it could change you and your heart and like make you into a whole like better more present more loving person oh. and then everyone's going to love you so much and it will be like a kind of it's a wonderful life ending except you'll you know yeah mm. it'll just be your real life and then you'll die okay yeah. it'll be okay
0: well I don't think I don't know I, let's not call you it you HIV might just have syphilis
1: so- <laughs> 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 you might just have syphilis for a second time <laughs> and they're gonna be like you need to stop getting syphilis <laughs> Third, third strikes, you're out. We, can't, <laughs> we can only heal it twice.
0: All right. Oh, no. Yeah. I mean, I would know it if I had it. So, Because uh, I had it oh. and I know what it is. Oh, it is, is are awful. there like boils on your dick or <laughs> <what>? <laughs> I don't know a lot about STDs okay. as well, a lesbian. Uh, <laughs> no. it's, it's good that you're such an innocent lesbian <laughs>
1: uh-huh. who
0: doesn't get these things.
1: Knock on wood.
0: Not the way that men do. Uh-huh. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> It's only a matter of time, I think. But like I know so many we all HIV- die. I know yeah. oh, I know yeah. so many HIV positive. Okay, well, if you don't too, have so. HIV,
1: yeah. Lynn Lynn, let's get on prep now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. do that. Yeah. I'll make a yeah.
1: Yeah, I This do is probably that. a good wake up calling case. Okay. Maybe they just send these letters out every now and then just scare people <laughs> and be like, "You don't have HIV, but yeah. <laughs> you want to come and get your prep now." Well, you listen <laughs> to
0: your podcast which yeah. you talked Yeah. <laughs> Talked about using the condom for the
1: first round, but not the second round. Yeah, it turns out the NSA is like just doing really good work, listening to our conversations, actually. You know what I mean? Like yeah. They're like, uh, so you should get an A. We were listening in. and Yeah,
0: uh, yeah. the only people I think <laughs> who are, uh, like everybody's so concerned about being monitored, but I'm like, could you please
1: listen? Could you please listen? <laughs> Dude, when I'm like dancing at home alone, like I, I can really only dance freely if no one else is around. Yeah. but in order for me to really enjoy it I need to believe that there's a chance that someone is secretly watching so and same thing with like singing like that's when I enjoy yeah. singing the most and so there is that thing where you're like well thank God for the NSA even if I'm at home alone it's always possible that they're watching yeah, yeah. so it it's just, just helps you just a robot you. watching though it's not, a, re- just, re- not a yeah real but it's like God a robot same you know like yeah, you, just, recorded. you can make some kind of yeah, yeah
0: somebody real will hear it someday you never know exactly yeah yeah anyway, well okay. thanks for doing the podcast ariel yeah. isaac norman
1: can i tell people where to follow me of course um i'm on instagram at ellen to genderless i have two podcasts one of them is called gender fluids it's me and this trans chick who oh the one from the contest right we talked about that um yeah we talk about sex gender kinks and fetishes and it's disgusting and if you're you can't listen if it's even possible to offend you if you don't want, want that whatever if you're kink to be offended great Uh, but it's like really truly horrific like this is nothing like whatever we've talked about here today and (laughs) if it was fucked up at all like that's nothing (laughs) okay Um, compared to gender fluids anyway the other podcast is called wrong questions only and the idea of that is that I get to ask all the questions that other people would be canceled for asking and thus I will save the world by getting us to all figure some shit out about our culture war issues Um, so like we're doing one culture war issue at a time a season and this one we're doing gender first because why wouldn't I and so I'm just gonna talk to people of all different types and uh, ask them all the wrong questions about gender and sex. And it's really been fun so far. I've only put out a few episodes, but the first one was a non-binary vagina person and a therapist. And so they're very like liberal, good person, kind, you know, whatever, just like kind of by the book, but then I get to kind of like poke and question like, oh yeah, okay, but you know. And then with the second one is this uh, short haired lesbian, you know, kind of like me, and so we're just like super honest and <laughs> like uh, pretty forthright about how about being boy lesbians and what that's like for us, and we're both the type who aren't chopping our boobs off, and so like we kind of you know talk about that stuff. And then next week is going to be uh, Andre, a straight black dude comic. Cool. So. Huh. Just a little. And uh, yeah, well, it's a question. pleasure to have you, yeah.
0: and uh, and I'm honored. Yeah, and and thank you. Thank you for coming.
1: Thanks, Bob.